Uh, hey, Gospel Chapel and anyone else who's found us online, welcome to Gospel Conversations. Uh, my name is Doug Dunbar. I'm the lead pastor here in Grand Forks, BC at Gospel Chapel. With me today is uh, Tammy Battersby, our community care coordinator. And we're just going to talk about one of the neat things that's happened over this last year with food recovery ministry in the Boundary and uh, in partnership with Extra Foods here in town. And uh, really this, this flows out of one of our core values as a church's practical needs, um, serving the community uh, where they need it. And uh, that's, uh, if, if you've come to Gospel Chapel, if you've gone through the foyer, there is a big poster that has our core values on it. And this one's right at the bottom, but it is definitely one of the things that we have put a lot of time and effort into. Uh, Tammy has been on staff for how many years now? Eight? Nine this August. Nine this August. And prior to that, there was somebody else in that position yep. for how many years? Uh, Karen Donalds, and I'm not certain. She might have been nine years as well. Right. So this is, this is an area where we have put staff into place to meet the uh, practical needs of the community. And so uh, this is one of the ways we fulfill that core value. Anyway, uh, our topic today really is the food recovery program that has been going for a long time, but really picked up in February 2021. So Tammy, can you just give us some quick background on this food recovery program prior to February 2021, because okay. that's really where it kicked off. Uh, what was happening before that and then what sure. happened? So uh, Blessings has been um, recovering dry goods for over a decade that was put together by Karen Donalds. Mm -hmm. um, she created those store relationships. And so um, we've been recovering these dry goods for years and years and years. Um, about two or three years ago, we began working with Boundary Community Food Bank to um, be part of their team in the food recovery they were doing with the, with the two stores downtown, Bilo and Savon. Um, so we picked up Wednesday and Thursday those days and um, Crystal and Carol and Danny were primarily the people um, doing that work as volunteers on our team. Mm -hmm. So then February 1st came about and uh, things changed quite yeah. brilliantly. So. <laughs> yeah, so February 1st, 2021, uh, is this where the partnership with Extra Foods kicked in? Yeah, um, so like I say, we've been doing dry goods recovery with them for well over a decade, and yeah. Danny typically does that pickup. Okay. So he came back from pickup one day and said, Extra Foods wants to give it all to us. And I said, yes. <laughs> and the snowball started. <laughs> oh, and I panicked. I'm like, Danny, what have you done? You have no idea. Um, but really, he just followed the direction that God would have had him go. Mm. Um, so... Uh, we went, okay, let's do this. I, I talked to Steve. Um, the food bank had been offered this opportunity, okay. but they had enough on their plate with the other two stores. Okay. And um, we looked at how we could do it. Um, gratefully, having done it two years with the food bank gave us a little bit of insight into how we might tweak it a bit to make mm -hmm. it easier on the store and us. Right. So. Yeah, so I guess that's... Uh, and, and then you've also been involved a lot in food security um, groups and stuff like that yeah. around the boundary, uh, the food security network and other nonprofits. Yeah. How did all that prior relationship pave the way for this? 
Well, it's definitely uh, for such a time as this right. kind of situation. So in 2015, Blessings began a food security group. Um, it was it was born out of a selfish need of my own. Um, at that time, nobody within the congregation was, was serving the same um, population I was, mm. and so I didn't really have peers. Right. Um, so we put together this one-time-only event in uh, Midway where we were going to have a lunch together and go view a community garden. Okay. Um, it turned out that in every town across the boundary, there was people who were uh, either pantries or soup kitchens or learning gardens or community gardens, people who were involved in, in food security right. that were having the same questions and the same needs and the same isolation as I was. So we decided we would meet quarterly, mm. and we did for many years. Mm -hmm. um, and then when COVID began, we went to a weekly meeting at the beginning um, because there was a, a shortage of available um, foods at that time. It's right. not that there was a shortage of food, it, mm -hmm. there was a, a shortage of it arriving. Right, <laughs> right? yeah. Because <clears throat> trucks were slowed down and such. Yeah. Um, in any case, that that meeting has grown a lot of really great relationships, mm -hmm. and we know each other's needs. Mm -hmm. um, and we have in the past worked on some projects, um, the agricultural plan, the poverty right. reduction plan, mm -hmm. and we also tend to look at this grant money is available, let's not double up, right. let's not all get a grant for food um, for for food safe, let's one of us get a grant for food safe. Let's another right. one of us get a grant for something else. And so we really pool right. our our resources, but we mm -hmm. still remain autonomous. So. Yeah, and, and so you know what each other's doing. You're not doubling up on services yep. and all that other stuff. So even, yeah, our the relationship with the food banks as well, right? I guess part of that. Yes, yeah. um, the Boundary Community Food Bank. Well, anybody um, that is part of a food security piece that wants to be there can be there. Mm -hmm. um, there is some levels of government that are there as mm -hmm. well. Okay. So should a municipal leader want to sit in on the meeting to see what mm -hmm. it's about, they're welcome to. Um, but primarily it's uh, pantries, food banks, so the, the Boundary Community Food Bank, the food share in Rock Creek, um, the Greenwood Food Bank, the Beaverdale Lunch Program, mm -hmm. um, and we don't have anything from the lake as okay. of yet. Um, we did have the Christmas Hamper Program as a part of it years back, right? Um, and they're still welcome. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we just we serve a lot of the same people, and we yep. have similar similar interests. It's been a good peer support group. Mm -hmm. Cool. Now you've got a fair amount of people working on this <laughs> I have built quite a team um, in, in, in a little bit here we'll we'll, uh, we'll show you some uh, some video I've been going in and, and getting some clips of the uh, the teams during the week but Monday to Friday there's people in the kitchen here working and there's more than that behind the scenes too so yes. how many volunteers are involved in the course of a week oh I had written down some stats around that for a newspaper article and I I um, missed some, but off the top of my head, we have seven families who pick up from the store. Um, one is a spare, mm -hmm. and we have five teams of up to six people each day, so that's 30. Mm -hmm. And we have two farmers, so two farmer okay. families. And that's just the what we can see. Right. right. 
Then we have nonprofits or agencies who um, are traveling. So let's say um, School District 51 is taking out their backpack program stuff to Beaverdale, they'll swing by grab some dry goods to go there also or right. if the boundary women's coalition is doing an outreach meeting in rock creek mm-hmm. they'll do the same so to date and i'm so grateful for this we we have not had to do any deliveries right all those deliveries have been taken care of by other nonprofits and other agencies um mm-hmm. and that's a, just a gift because I don't know what that would look like. <laughs> that is not part of next steps. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so, so it's it's getting the food from extra foods to here, processing it here, yeah. and then it's getting out to these different organizations because they're coming here to do their own pickup. Yeah. And we're not having to go out and deliver it to anybody. Uh, yeah. Greenwood Food Bank's picking up, Midway's picking up. Uh, different agencies are picking up and and this is this is where collaboration yeah um, this is where um, cooperation mm-hmm. is epic yeah. right so um, you know we've we've collaborated we've com- had conversations we we know that the food share group comes in on a certain day to go to the boundary community food bank to do pickup because they've right. created a partnership yeah. so people who are receiving hampers from the food bank no longer have to drive to Grand Forks from Beaverdale to get them. They can drive from Grand Forks to Rock Creek. So that's a partnership that happened after the food security group was formed. Mm. Um, So when they do that, they then come here to shop. And so it's, it would have been impossible to have all these connections if we didn't know that information beforehand. Right. right? Um, So I would say all of these pieces were for such a time as this. Yeah, really you can you can see the trajectory (laughs) Well, I couldn't I couldn't see the trajectory. No, but in hindsight. Yeah, I can see what God was doing right right which is Well typical of any of our testimonies as well. It's like whoa, (laughs) that's what you were doing How did I get here? Well that 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 and that led to being ready for this Yes, not that it necessarily prepared you for this because you didn't know it was coming but you know that when you yep. look back, you can see you can see the it was a pretty straight uh, a straight line in some ways. Yeah, so 30, 30 volunteers just in the kitchen alone yes. over the course of the week. Uh, seven families that uh, so they pick up in the evenings. Or they pick up between evening. four and six. Between four and six, they in go to the extra evening. foods. Pick up how much stuff. So between four and six in the evening, um, they pick up produce only, mm-hmm. and they may be picking up two boxes. They may be picking up nine boxes. Once or twice, we've had twelve. Right. right? Boxes are about forty pounds a piece. These are banana boxes. Yes. Yeah, the ones you see at Christmas time littered yeah. all over the church. Yeah. Or, or maybe now. I'm so sorry. Um, and and I want to speak to why there's so many people in the kitchen. Yeah. Because it was COVID, mm-hmm. we really needed to um, do gymnastics to figure out how can we put people with people they're already with, right? right? Yep. So that we had, um, you know, these bubbles working yep. together. So every day there's a different crew, yep. and so every day there's a there's a bubble, yeah. right? And these bubbles, there's only one or two volunteers that transcend throughout the week. Right. Carol's Carol's one of them. She yep. does Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Danny's mm-hmm. another one. Yeah. Um, But that's why we had it separate. We were working around the COVID rules, trying Mm -hmm. to honor them. Um, And and even though we're 
essential service and we didn't have to, it seems like a good example is just right. to do what needed to be done. Yeah. Um, and then, so Danny picks up on Thursday and mm -hmm. what he picks up is meat, bread, dry goods, um, cakes, this kind of thing, yeah. right? Um, and then on Monday, the ladies in the kitchen Monday um, pick up the produce from the weekend. So going into this, I had said to Extra Foods that um, we wouldn't be working on Sunday, we wouldn't be working on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Like it would have been instant burnout for all of us if we yeah. went that way. Yeah. But I also didn't want to see that food going to the landfill, Yeah. right? So they agreed that they would store it in their cooler over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Some of it does depreciate being in the cooler over the weekend, mm -hmm. but rest is as much of an important piece for us as work. Yeah. So, um, so on Monday, the crew goes at about 10 or, or noon and they pick up all the produce from the weekend and any dairy meat um, and bread that mm -hmm. is there. So. Mm -hmm. Cool. And that's a lot of stuff. The, uh, <laughs> what was 175,000 pounds last year? So. Approximately. I'll give you the actual because the I, actual. I had, I had estimated. You guys measure this all. Like we you, do. you weigh it. We originally weighed it, weighed it, weighed it. Now we count boxes and do an estimation of Because okay. we, we learned the average box is this much. Right. right? Um, and. Anyhow, we the actual is 181,900 pounds, February 1st to February 1st. Wow. And that's of unsold food brought to our kitchen and redistributed to the boundary. Mm -hmm. So. And that's a couple truckloads, right? How many? So, so somebody get out a calculator and tell me how many tons this is, because we're, we're talking in the tonnages now. Like yeah, 187,000 pounds is, is not a small it, amount it's of a, food. It's a lot. This week we will cross over the 200,000 pound mark. So that means yeah. that, means that uh, end of February we will have crossed over 200,000 pounds. Yeah. That's pretty phenomenal. Um, that... that creates a couple of wonderful things. One, mm -hmm. none of that food is in a landfill still in its plastic packaging creating methane gas. Right. That matters to some people, not others. Mm -hmm. Matters to me. Mm -hmm. um, two, the stores are not having to pay the tipping fees on this food that is right. being recovered. And yep. so that's money that's able to go towards whatever they want to use it for in their business yep. and probably offsets the costs of rising food prices, yep. I would assume. Um, and then the other piece is uh, those plastic packages are being properly right. recycled. Recycled rather right? than landfilled. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So this is this is huge, right? Um, yeah, it's such a big. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it's a big process. We're going to walk you through the the kitchen. I've I've got little video clips from each of the days, so you'll see a bunch of different. Uh, people and different processes happening in the kitchen, but just wa walk us through. So, so family picks up, let's say eight boxes of produce Super. in the evening, drops it off in the kitchen. What happens from that point? So we come into the kitchen in the morning. We start mm -hmm. at nine o'clock. Um, we take all the banana boxes out of the cooler where they've been stored overnight and we put them on the counter that, that is adjacent to the gymnasium. 
And we've done everything in a visual as well as a text way for, mm -hmm. for many different learning styles. So if you see food in a banana box, it needs to be sorted. That's just how yeah. it is. So we take all the food out of the banana box, we take it out of all of its plastic packaging, and we put it in two different gray bins, one for fruit, one for, for vegetables. Okay. Right? So if you see anything in a gray bin, it needs to be washed. All right. Right? Wash it's a visual. Yeah. Right? So everything but onions. Right. So there's, it's like the English language, <laughs> I, but yeah, 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 except after, yeah. So, um, so then we take them to the island where there's two sinks mm -hmm. and we have two assembly lines set up. And so everything is dip washed in a vinegar solution, mm -hmm. which, which kills off any spores. Okay. So, you know, we'll give you the, the journey of the orange, mm -hmm. right? We open a bag of oranges. There's one that's icky. Yeah. Okay, one goes in the piggy bucket or the compost bucket, wherever it belongs, um, and the rest get put in the gray bin and they go to the wash station. So then when we go through the wash station, we're, we're getting all those spores from the okay one off right. these oranges. We're also getting decals and stickers and right, right. so we take those off before they hit the water. Mm -hmm. We literally like dip shake and put it into a strainer. Okay. And then the strainer drip dries them for a bit, mm -hmm. and then we put them on mats to finish drying. We might okay. roll them out a little bit. Yep. And that's where we sort it again. Right. Right? And this is a hard piece for some mm. volunteers because they want to do all the sorting at once. Uh -huh. right? <laughs> but at this point, we, we sort it again. We go, would I spend my money on this? Right. Is this is this presentable, mm. right? And um, if it is presentable and it's and it's quality and it's then we will put it in a, a silver tray. Okay. So anything in a silver tray is available for nonprofits to shop. So right. nonprofits do not leave our kitchen with anything that isn't what we would purchase with our own money in the store. Right. Right. And then we take that silver tray back over to the counter mm -hmm. and we lay out kind of a store. Mm -hmm. So. But I'll get back to that when okay. we get to the nonprofits coming yeah. in. Um, but maybe this one, maybe this one has a little bruise. This apple, mm -hmm. right? And um, so it's not presentable. We'll put that in a bowl, okay. right? And anything in a bowl is then processable by our team. Mm. So whoever the cutter is, um, cutting is a position, <laughs> and the cutter gets to choose: does it get dehydrated, or does it get cut for the freezer? Right. Right chopped for the freezer. Yep. If it's dehydrated, it's sliced, mm -hmm. you know, like a slice of an apple. Yep. If it's the freezer, it's chopped. Okay. That's the only difference between the two. Um, and, the, nice. and the cutter decides that. The cutter also decides and is knowledgeable on how much of an item has to be cut off. So if you have a right. bruise on an apple, yep. then they've been trained how much of that apple has to be cut off so that mm -hmm. it's safe, mm. right? Yeah. Because there's plenty of foods like apples who are not liquid inside yeah. that you can cut the bat off, mm -hmm. right? Um, oranges, nope, they're liquid. Yeah. It's bad, it's bad, see ya, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a breakdown there that um, mm -hmm. um, happens, and I'll share that with you in a moment. Um, okay. So then the nonprofits come in throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So um, they'll come in, they'll grab a banana box that's empty, and they'll just shop. They'll go, they'll pick out the, from the silver trays, the really, really high quality stuff, and they choose mm -hmm. what they want for their program. Yeah. Um, and then they go with me and they look at meat. So mm -hmm. we do receive about seven cubic feet of meat a week. Okay. And we do disperse about mm -hmm. seven cubic feet of meat a week. It's really important right. not to hoard. Yeah. Right? And I, like, God provides. Don't take more mana than you need. 
<laughs> Nana doesn't store in the basement. Nope. Is, there's no point. Yeah, yeah. We're not stockpiling <laughs> any of this food. It's going no. out the week we get it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The, yeah. the dehydrated um, will stay around for a while until we right. do that piece. So, yeah. um, so the nonprofits get that stuff. And then the stuff that we're putting in the fridge, mm -hmm. we then use as ingredients for soup. Right. Um, those those soups are then packaged in 16-ounce compostable, not mm -hmm. recyclable, compostable yep. containers. And the breakdown ratio on those is I put one in the compost in March, and it was gone by July. And that was right. the lid. That's the hardest part to compost. So right. I'm pretty happy with them. Because um, it looks like a normal plastic lid. Yeah, and it's not. And it's not. <laughs> so, and, and the awesome. enormity of how many we've sent out. Yeah it's important that they be compostable. Yeah. So um, those 16 ounce soups are then stored in our soup freezer. Mm -hmm. Our soup freezer is available to people when we have our dry pantry on Fridays. Okay. It's available to nonprofits who come mm -hmm. and, and serve up a box for their, mm -hmm. for their food pantry or for their um, seniors program or what have you. Service providers will come uh, counselors, um, support workers, they'll come and get what they need just for one client even, right. and they can do that. Mm -hmm. Because one of the pieces that we're doing here is we're helping the helpers, right? Right. So the fresh fruits and the meat and such do not get handed out in our pantry. I've right. had a few phone calls, where do I get this food? Right. Well, you go to the places that we support. So mm -hmm. Boundary Community Food Bank, Whispers of Hope, Greenwood Food Bank, um, Food share in Rock Creek, the lunch program in Beaverdale, um, a couple of the daycares, right? right? Uh, we also so have some training courses, yeah. you know, YWAM. <clears throat> um, and then at the end of the week, Pines comes in and cleans us out so that we don't have anything left and mm -hmm. we're able to support their programs as well, which is great. I think yeah. the nonprofits we serve have two things in common. They are regionally minded mm -hmm. and they are helpers. Right. Right? So if they're helping mm -hmm. and they're regionally minded, they immediately qualify. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I will have conversations with other other agencies, but that's that's the kind of determiners right. on Next that one. piece. Right? So then the dehydrated food. Mm -hmm. We package the dehydrated food in plastic bags. Not yep. ideal. It's better they go in glass jars. Right. But this is short term. Yeah. Dehydrated food will last up to five years in a glass jar. Mm -hmm. um, again, we don't need to hoard food. Mm -hmm. Right. But when I get enough tomatoes together, I make tomato powder. Mm -hmm. Right. So two tablespoons of tomato powder with a little bit of water equals a can of tomato paste. Yeah. Right. So, mm -hmm. so for people that don't have um, food storage options, fridges, right. freezers, these tomato powders and pepper powders, onion powder, garlic powder, mm -hmm. you name it, cucumber powder. <laughs> <laughs> we do make a green drink that is pretty, right. pretty great. And yeah. people with teeth issues or um, some of our seniors are really right. happy to mix that up. I think it tastes Just pretty rough, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mix it up in a small container, chase it with a lot of water. You'll be okay. <laughs> but but those are the very uh, vitamins and minerals a person needs to have yeah. a better level of, of mental health yeah. and of circulatory health. And so, you know, it's like vitamins, yeah. right? So, so we send those out. We have done... Um, Lemon tea, grapefruit tea, citrus tea. We've worked with a tea maker in Rock Creek and oh, cool. donated some to them, and they've yeah. donated back to their their food share. Nice. None of this gets sold. Yeah. That's part of the agreement. Yeah. Um, and 
that's where the helping the helpers comes in. Awesome. So. Yeah. So that kind of answered my next question, Sorry. which, which uh, you know, there's all sorts of nonprofit organizations that shop here. Yep. Uh, the Whispers Community Kitchen comes in, I think, Tuesday. Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday yep. and Thursday, picks up stuff, and they're, uh, they're right downtown Grand Forks here. Other nonprofits. Um, Boundary Community Food Bank comes in Monday yep. or Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, yeah. Yep. And sometimes on Thursday morning if they're yep. going to have a Friday opening. Okay, yeah. Yep. What other ones are, are coming in on a regular basis? Oh, well, Greenwood Food Bank, yep. which is uh, done through a couple of churches there. Okay. Um, the Food Share in Rock Creek, they come mostly for soups and dried goods. Mm -hmm. um, the Beaverdale stuff gets delivered to them, but they do get it from here. Yeah. Uh, Boundary Family Services has a Better at Home program for seniors. Okay. If you are a senior and you haven't heard of this, please check it out yeah. because it's a really amazing, amazing program. Um, and they will come and get soups to take to the seniors. So mm -hmm. there's seniors that they have that they check in on. Okay. Um, and, you know, so our soups are, they're gluten-free, they're salt-free, and they're pepper-free. Right. Um, and they may be a combination of all kinds of things, but right. that's what they are. They have the funniest names because yep. we name them. <laughs> we name them based on what's in them. So right now I have a ham citrus soup in the cupboard that sounds awful, <laughs> but because there is ham in it, we need to let you know what meat. Right. Yes. Some people don't eat pork. Yeah. Right. And because we used um, some dried citrus as a as a salt substitute. Mm -hmm. We need to say there's citrus because some people have a citrus allergy. Yes. So if there's mushroom in there, we'll yep. say mushroom. If there's beef, we'll say beef. If it's vegan, we'll say so. If it's vegetarian, it means there's a milk product in it. Right. Right. Um, but we we just have funny name soups. So. Yeah, I, w I went in today and they were packaging up a chicken rice soup and I looked at it and <laughs> it was like it was so bright red. I thought it Beats. was. I thought it was like maybe a strawberry applesauce. <laughs> it's like, no, nope. it, it that's looked chicken like a rice borscht. soup. You sure? Yeah, no, or is, was it borscht? And gee, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, I was like, oh yeah, everybody was doing beets yesterday because they yeah. were showing me their blood red hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and so that was, uh, yeah. that was, uh, it's what you get. Chicken and rice and the vegetables we had, which included beef. Yeah, it's so. kind of like the stone, the good old stone soup uh, thing, right? You just, what goes in the pot is what you Absolutely. got. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, and you make but, but there's a blend of seasonings that always go in the pot. Okay. And so thank you to Orlando Brown for uh -huh. showing me those blends <laughs> because um, I, I don't think the yeah. soups would taste near as good if I hadn't learned those pieces from her. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I, I mean, and and typically, I mean, we're, we're talking about a lot of food coming and being processed. They start at 9 o'clock. What's the rest of the day look like? Like, how long are people having to work here? So at the beginning, we had 9 till 1. Right. And we'd work, and then we'd stop at 11.30, and we'd have a lovely meal together, and we'd try really hard to take that hour lunch. Right. Um, and that's not really part of gospel chapel culture, but I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> rest, Relax. Rest is something God loves. Um, and then we'd go back, and we'd clean up the kitchen and, and be done by one. Right. Right. Um, we're really efficient nowadays. So I. It's been a year. You've gotten good at this. <laughs> we've, we've gotten good at this. We've gotten a couple of tools that are a little quicker, and we've gotten right. good at this. Um, so some days the team's out of there by ten thirty, and so I miss you. Come for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So I'm having to really look at how do we how do we reclaim that bond that we had around around food, right? right? So Yeah, because the lunch is yeah. great. And it's also lunch that's just prepared from the stuff that came in yes. that day as yep. well, right? It's usually not like, oh, this was left over from last week. This is like, I think we had like a spinach, strawberry, and cheese. You guys make cheese. Yes, we do. All They, they get all this dairy. It's usually 0% milk. All the stuff that you see the 30% off stickers on ends up here if you don't buy it. And then it gets turned into cheese. So when one of our volunteers, Carol, had shown me how to make farmer's cheese, and that's a half cup of vinegar for a gallon of milk. Hmm. And you get the milk to just about boiling where it's steaming. You dump the half cup of vinegar in and you turn the heat off. And the, the curd will separate from the whey and it's like, bang, there it is, beautiful. And then you, you squish all the whey out and you put it in a bag and throw it in the fridge overnight. And you have a wonderful milk solid that won't melt. But yeah. it's it's good. It's a cheese. Right? Yep. Um, Roma and Jim, one of our Friday people, they mm -hmm. they um, located some vegetable based rennet for us, mm. so we can do you know vegetarian cheese, if you will, okay. right? Um, and so now we're working with rennet, and we've only done a couple of batches so far, but we haven't gone as far as to press and and wax the cheese there's so right. much we have to learn yet <laughs> and also we've shredded it and used it on pizzas a few times since so it hasn't yeah. lasted around right yeah well, but that's awesome what we're hoping to do is get good enough at it that we can yep. support some of our nonprofits with cheese too because that's an expensive piece yeah yes so. yes cheese is expensive too yeah. and the way it goes to piggies but if mm -hmm. anybody wants whey for their cooking for right. soup stock for whatever they want whey for you know come mm -hmm. let us know we typically make cheese on thursdays yeah so. okay yeah so you've got families that drive stuff in uh team monday to friday yeah uh rotating through processing all the food um you also said you've got a couple farmers. Yes. What's that? So <laughs> I um, I knew that farmers would be a need for the scraps. Right. Right? Because there's just a bunch of stuff that if you that don't, bag of oranges is in the bin because that one orange is rotten even though the yeah. rest are gone, but they have the store technically has to huck the whole bag out. They do. They do. And it this is makes this no is sense. the challenge of packaging. Yes. That's yeah. Right? One leaf gone, the whole bunch goes. One apple gone, the whole bag right. goes. So uh, we've been <coughs> up any of our peelings when we're processing, and we've been up any of the stuff that is, is just icky, yeah. the icky box. Mm -hmm. um, icky box is about 3%, and it goes to composting. Okay. Right? Um, the rest is about 10%. The cuttings, the trimmings, right. the, and that goes to, I, I say pigs, it's because the main farmer we work with has pigs. Okay. So, um, and they gave us all of their fat to render when they butchered some pigs, so that oh. was pretty awesome. Yeah. Nonprofits were like, yes, <laughs> lard. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's about 10%. Mm -hmm. um, what we're able to offer the nonprofits in really quality right. is about 70%. 70% of the food that comes in. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot. That's a lot. Right? And then that, that remaining 17% is what's dehydrated or turned into soups. 
yeah. right? And the soups, some of you, some of you have um, had the soups because you were unfortunate enough to have COVID, but fortunate enough to get our soups. Sorry you couldn't taste them. <laughs> but you're welcome to come in and try them again. <laughs> now that you can taste again, yeah. you're, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so the beauty of the soups are they they are low allergen. Yeah. Right. If you are a person with a heart disease or uh, celiac or diabetes or any of these things, Campbell's soup is pretty much not your friend. Yeah. So you can get that at the food bank. Mm -hmm. But what if you're broke and you can't get something that actually matches your eating needs yeah. like you do you go without the nutrition yeah. salt and pepper can be added at the table yeah. right if you really need gluten in it dip the bread right? mm -hmm. you're good to go but yeah we just yeah. do that as a standard yeah now i saw i think yesterday and today there was a fair amount of bread product that came in where does that end up how do you navigate that one uh, we try to give it away to everybody. Right. So, <laughs> so Fridays so if we you do. Come in, if, if you're coming in for prayer meeting, you might get loaded up with bread. You might. <laughs> and Fridays we do have um, bread available in our dry pantry okay. with the drop-in. Um, we also supply Whispers with bread, and they have okay. a shelf out yep. in their in their open area. They kind of have a bit of a store yep. there. Uh, we send bread out to Greenwood when they allow it. We try to send bread out to Greenwood. <laughs> Please take bread, Greenwood. Um, and uh, it's really nice in the summer because Pines uses a considerable amount of right. bread. Because, you yeah. know, kids like jam sandwiches or yeah. this kind of thing. So. so, you know, it's going out to all of these other nonprofits for free. Yep. So that's lowering their overhead costs. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, I think it's reallocating. Yeah. Right? right. So they're they're able to then use the funds they didn't have before yeah. to do parts of their project they'd like to now, right? Right. So um for example, uh packaging. Mm -hmm. You know, um Whispers as a as a example uses compostable containers as well. Right. Because they are takeout only mm -hmm. during COVID. Yeah every one of their meals has to be a compostable container. Mm -hmm. That's a big expense. Mm -hmm. So by providing food, their their store provides them with money to run their courtesy kitchen. Right. Um, and it used to cover the food costs pretty mm -hmm. evenly. But when when they had to go to um, compostable compostable containers and and takeaway containers, mm -hmm. then there's an added cost. Right. Right. So you know hopefully we're making it so they don't Right. Have to have that um, mm -hmm. um, loss. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I'm not on the board anymore, so I don't yeah. know those little particulars. But, but I would hope that's how that goes. Mm -hmm. um, our work with the daycare allows us to um, do a couple of things. One, we've we've negotiated with them to set up a little pantry themselves. Mm -hmm. So, the families that uh, that attend that daycare then have a little pantry available. Right. Right, we okay. we help keep it stocked. Yep. The food bank helps keep it stocked. Mm -hmm. um, so we we have a third farmer who brings us eggs. Mm. He brings us eggs at a discount, mm -hmm. and we have a fourth farmer who brings us eggs, and they also bring us eggs at a discount. Mm -hmm. A lot of those eggs go to the the families okay. at the daycare. At the daycare, right? Yeah. And so what's really neat about that is all those families are being helped in in one stop mm -hmm. you know they're picking their kids up from school they can grab some eggs they're not having to pick their kids up from school and then come up here and mm -hmm. then go over to this other place you know it's yeah. more 
It's it's um it's also lowering the barrier. Mm-hmm. So uh, people for whom a church might be a huge barrier yeah. aren't going without. There's another right. another yeah. place, yeah. right? Or even just going to the food bank is a barrier. And I, yeah. I, yeah. And the food bank has been brilliant in reducing <coughs> barriers over the last yeah. decade. Yeah. You know, they went from um, you get your box to you get to select what's in your box to self-select. Yeah. The layout of their building is yeah. oh the stress level. <laughs> <laughs> the the first time I went to uh, the food bank here in town to go with someone, um, I was just in a waiting room, felt like the doctor's office, and then all of a sudden, bang, a door opens and the box comes out, and then that's it. And it's like it's really interpersonal or impersonal. Right. Um, the last time I went with somebody over here, it was like people were chatting away with each other. Mm-hmm. And you go in, and there's friendly people that are walking you through, mm-hmm. and it, it just, oh, they've revolutionized it, right? Yeah. So yeah. now to go to our dry pantry, um, the agreement is that you will trade volunteer work in your community right. for access to our pantry, yeah. and that you will visit the Boundary Community Food Bank. If right. that's a difficulty for you, yeah. we will accompany you. Yeah. Right, but the Boundary Community Food Bank will offer them so many things we can't mm-hmm. eat: the cheese, yeah. the eggs, the fresh vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason we don't offer those in our Friday pantry is because we do offer them to our volunteers. Right, and so there would be an inequity yep. happening there yep. where this guy worked all day and he gets what this guy gets who didn't. Mm-hmm. And I really had to pray over that hard to figure <laughs> out like what, how do I handle this? Right, right, so. Oh. Oh, that's great. That is awesome. So things are, are humming along nicely, or, or so it seems. Um, too efficient. <laughs> Till uh, they're not. <laughs> Till they're not. When, when well, I just saw it today. When I'm the, hungry. With the, <laughs> when the dehydrator breaks down. Yes. <clears throat> I saw that. I'm like, oh, what's that? Anyway. Um, I think need... I have a broken thermostat. Okay. I'm hoping somebody will come work, fix that for me. Yeah, yeah. But but overall, the whole yeah. thing is is operating well. So what are the next steps? What what, what do you see? Oh. What's what's on the horizon uh, for this? Because so, this has kind of revolutionized what you do in the last two years. Well, it, it meant that we needed to end Women's Morning Out on a high note. Right. Right. Woman's Morning Out had to close with COVID. Yeah. Um, and it was on a high note, but it mm-hmm. just needs to remain closed. Right. Because we can't pull off both. Yeah. Happily, any of the women that were coming to Woman's Morning Out are more than welcome to come on a Friday and right. still have that community piece. Yep. Um, Friday is not uh, gender specific. It's not a woman's group. Right. Right. It is any people that come in are welcome. Uh, any age group that comes in is welcome. And so... Yep. It still meets the need, though. We have yeah. crafts, we have games, we have. It's just a little more laid back. Yeah. And at no point do I get up front and right. talk at you. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's great. <laughs> so. <laughs> they get enough of that on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so that's gone, right? Uh-huh. Um, one of the things we've been working on in the kitchen, and and I want to have a trajectory towards is the teaching kitchen piece. Right. Right. When okay. we had Woman's Morning Out, we had a group working in there that we were teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, the group got smaller as they all got employed in restaurants. Okay. Right. Because it was working. Because it was working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we want to keep teaching. Yep. Um, I'm really intrigued by the idea of teaching elderly people who have lost their spouses how to cook for themselves. Right. right? So come in the kitchen, we'll teach you. Um, 
we've been working with kids. So, mm -hmm. and, and we've already done some of this. Yep. And that's why any of our volunteers do have to go through the criminal record yep. process for yep. the, the SAFE program in our mm -hmm. church. Um, but what we want in the kitchen is an inclusive environment. Um, right. And so, you know, there's, there's, we can accommodate a disability, mm -hmm. right? And I'll use our doors as an example. Right yep. now we're accommodating. So we have uh, the regular door we use, which has stairs, and we have the ramp, which we use for people that have mobility issues. Yeah. We will be inclusive when everybody comes through the ramp door. Right. Right, and so same thing with the tools in our kitchen, with the way we do things. That's why we have chairs there. Mm -hmm. um, regardless of your physical, mental, maybe emotional, I get kicked out of the kitchen. But um, regardless of your your state, we can work with you in the right. kitchen. Yeah. Right, and we want that to be inclusive. Yeah. Um, and we want to have a teaching piece. So mm -hmm. we are working with a student in their homeschooling program. Okay. And. Um, they've definitely done a lot of work to earn the small amount of teaching that mm -hmm. we've done. Mm -hmm. um, the challenges there are my teaching ability. So it means right. delegating to and, and gathering people in the wings who are right. going to be willing to come in for a workshop on. Right. Right. So, yeah. And it also means coming out of COVID a bit. Right. Right. Because if we have a workshop on fermenting or a workshop on uh, water bath canning or mm -hmm. um, whichever. All right. So the teaching kitchen. This is something you want to. Yep. Just just helping either either kids, uh, seniors, people that just maybe don't have a lot of good cooking skills, mm -hmm. or how do you how do you put together raw food rather than packaged, or you know just add water stuff. Uh, that's not necessarily healthy, <laughs> but just more healthful, healthful eating too. So, okay, cool. So the other thing that I see in trajectory, when the food security group was working with the RDKB to um, um, work with the consultants on the poverty reduction plan, mm. one of the suggestions in that plan was to formalize the food security group. So the food okay. security group is hosted by Blessings and by okay. Gospel Chapel. This would mean letting go. Okay. Right? But it, it, it doesn't just mean um, letting go and seeing it stay the same. You mm -hmm. know, if you're, if you're formalizing something, um, the challenge can be that it goes from grassroots to structured. Right. And sometimes the grassroots people won't go into that structured place. And yep. so we might lose something beautiful there. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm willing to take that next step. Right. But uh, it's also a little complicated at, at this point. Mm -hmm. So we're just mm -hmm. running with it the way it is. But the whole group has talked about right. this directive in the, in the mm -hmm. poverty reduction plan and what mm -hmm. that would look like. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm hoping that we can give birth to something that's still quite functional. It will yeah. change. Things change. Yeah. You've got you've to let God do that, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, but that's the other piece that will okay. be yeah. a trajectory. Right on. Uh, so what are one or two key challenges that you're experiencing with all of this? <laughs> I see fear in your eyes. <laughs> He's worried about what I'm going to say. How long do we have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
These come in too, right? My control issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, no. The the key challenges are the the you know formalizing. What does that mean? What does that look like? Right. Do you just jump out in faith, or do you? Or do you know what it all is beforehand? Mm -hmm. So again, my control issues. Right. Right? That's a, yep. you know, this is a group that was formed primarily out of a selfish need for peer support. And right. it's letting go of that peer support or risking it. Right. Right? So, um, so those are personal issues and personal issues <laughs> yep. shouldn't prevent ministry issues. Right? Ergo, why I'm in Freedom of Christ. Right. Right. <laughs> Freedom session, yes. Yeah, I freedom session, yep. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So far, so great, and uh -huh. maybe, maybe we'll be easier to be around afterwards. <laughs> um, uh, and then the teaching opportunity. Um, I'm not a teacher, mm. right? I'm great at setting up systems and policy, right. um, and and the challenge there is that those systems and policy can become more important. Right than what's going on, right? Mm. So at this point, the less I'm in the kitchen, the better. Right. Right? Okay. Yep. But there are those among us that are brilliant teachers, mm -hmm. right? They have a way of letting people know how to do things. Um, Eleanor, Eleanor is a great teacher, yep. right? Um, there's many others, but mm -hmm. that's a mind that comes to, name that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. um, and so finding those people that have a passion for accounting that also have the ability to teach. Yeah. Um, I have asked Leanna Adrian to come okay. on board. Yeah. Um, so she will be working with our student on water bath canning. Yeah. But I'd like to see it grow so that there is that right. piece. Right. So, so you have a pool of teachers who you know what their expertise is. You also know that they're very good communicators, can yeah. teach people how to do it, not just sh show them how to do it. You kind of got to yes. show as you teach, but at the same time, you got to be willing to let it go. <laughs> yes. Well, and <laughs> which is the challenge for me. Yes. Um, I'll grow. You're I'll doing grow. it wrong. Let me see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's I, not what I mean. I'm just so blunt and literal. <laughs> yep. So, um, in the past, what I've done is had one person with those abilities. Right. What I've really learned from because it was COVID, because we couldn't overtax, because we had to have separate people in the kitchen, yeah. it's like God has shown me what effective um, delegation looks like, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the seven families for pickup, right. that's not one family wearing themselves out for a year, yeah. right? The different groups in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the teaching piece, mm -hmm. it, it's going to be like, a once in a while yeah. and still fun for the teacher, mm -hmm. right? That kind of thing. So Yeah, it's it's not not a every day of the week teaching kitchen. It's yeah. a, it's an occasional workshop on a specific Exactly. Kitchen and skill. A, and a really good example of, of what I'm thinking about mm -hmm. is something that the Forest Society does in Rock Creek already very successfully. Okay. So if you've ever been to one of their workshops, they have seed to table workshops, they have um, fermentation workshops, okay. they have, and, and they're just amazingly effective. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to bring some of that teaching right. to Grand Forks, right? Yeah. Maybe how to save and store seeds, yeah. anything that's food security related. Yep. Yeah. Right, because food security isn't all about do I have the money to purchase food. Mm -hmm. It's about is there food there to be purchased. Yeah. Right. Which is, if we support our local farmers, mm -hmm. they will have the food to support us. 
as soon as we start not supporting our local farmers then they don't have the food to support us and then when the trucks roads get flooded we don't have food in our grocery store. doesn't right. matter how rich you are, you can't eat your coins. Yeah. Right? <laughs> food security is about what in 100 miles around you yeah. is happening so that your family is fed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's from the seed through the garden to the table mm -hmm. and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not just a people below this income level. Face yeah. It's this, not about this, poverty. Yeah. It's not about the poverty right. thing. It's not about the homelessness thing. It's about a much bigger picture just in our social ecosystem yep. for lack of a better term right it's there, why people hoarded toilet paper there's a food chain <laughs> yeah yeah it's why people hoarded toilet paper yeah yeah so exactly so um you need teachers then my last question yes. was how can people get involved where's um, where's places that people can get plugged in yeah so there's always cleaning needs in the kitchen mm -hmm. always um, so we have Monday crew and Friday crew that cleans really well. We have a Thursday crew that cleans really well. Um, we could use cleanup crew still on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, that's the cooking day, so okay. sorry. It's <laughs> a little messier. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> what time generally is that kind of thing? Noon. Cleanup crew, noon, noon to one or two o'clock. Yeah, if you, if you have a passion for mopping a floor or... No, seriously, some of us have that passion, yeah. right? I have a couple of people on my team that, yeah. you know, the one guy comes in, I ask him to wipe out the cooler. I, well, it's Peter. Peter's amazing at this. Right. Um, he doesn't just wipe out a cooler. No, he goes and underneath and he vacuums out the motor. And, he, and I'm like, wow, this is detailed, neat. So he has a passion for yeah. that, right? Yeah. And he does come in and clean. Yeah. Um, so there's that. We always have cleaning needs. Cleaning. Yeah. Good. Um the the other thing i'd like to see this go towards because we do have our drop-in which isn't part of food recovery right but it is part of blessings yeah um the the drop-in is for the people by the people mm -hmm. right and so some of our food recovery people are part of the drop-in i would like to see it be able to be open a little bit more right so there are areas there yep where where um people with that passion can come right and um yeah, with the trajectory, whew. wow. Communication has always been a challenge for me. I either keep my mouth shut or say too much. Um, so somebody that has communication skills mm. um, that can communicate out to the congregation, communicate out to the community what needs to be right. is important. Yeah. But somebody that also understands that you know, it has to be said a certain way mm. or you can start a chain of fires, right? Right. So we, we had put an article in the newspaper right. and then I spent the next month with people phoning in, how can I get my hands on that food? How can I? Uh. <laughs> it's like, okay, so <laughs> right, this is where it goes. Right. I, I yeah. hadn't spoken to where, where it goes. Where the availability is. We are right. not a district. We're, we're not a store. We're not a store. We're not a food bank. Yeah. We're, we, we have a dry pantry on Fridays. It's yeah. a co-op. We, the food recovery program is helping the helpers only. Yeah. Um, but that was, that, that whole situation was caused because of a lack of effective communication on my part. So right. communicators, hmm. communicators, cleaners, teachers, um, and yeah, that's, and a cook. And a cook. A cook who is willing to set their ego aside enough to cook without gluten, without salt, and without pepper. 
They can cook whatever they want, but no gluten, no salt, no pepper. Because there's a whole bunch of people that need those specifics right. in their diet. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, this has been... Uh, this has been quite an amazing thing to watch over the last year. <laughs> uh, typically, I, I, I typically Tuesday yeah. is, is, is usually the day I'll have lunch with the crew, except that crew is so efficient now they're gone by 10 o'clock. Yeah, we're sad. And I, you know, it's, I, I'm missing having lunch with Lorraine and and uh, and the other everybody else that's on that crew. Liz and Deb and Liz Genesis and, Deb. and yeah, there's there's like a, a whole great crew on Tuesday, but they're so fast that I don't get to see them much if I don't come down by ten o'clock uh, to hang out with them. So, uh, uh, but the lunches are always great, and uh, it's just been neat to see this whole thing develop, and it'll be exciting to see where God takes it next because. We didn't go looking for this. No. And then just a little mind blower statement. Yeah. None of this is about food. Yeah. Right. right. Like like God has really shown me that none of this is about food. He is he is using food as a provision to our communities to create a place for us to be single minded, mm -hmm. the same purpose, unity. We we have people in our kitchen that are from all walks of life. Yeah. All abilities, all disabilities. We have people with all different points of view. Um, it could mm -hmm. be a, a bomb going off, right? Right, and, but it's not, and it's not because we have single. Put, you know, we're we're yeah. there to do a job together, right? Um, and we're learning how to do relationship together. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that the lunch piece was a big part of that. But <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, we got to be flexible. So now yep. I got to look at okay. Mid morning coffee. I, I don't. I don't know, right? right? But you have the same thing with us as staff. Like, yeah. how do I do that now? Right. right? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, right. The 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 food is a tool one to bless the community to create community within, you know, using our kitchen space yeah. as a community building space, but also to bless our community and then and then build that community outward too. So there's yeah. kind of a, an expansiveness to this. Is creating better relationships with all these nonprofit organizations, but that's also creating relationships, not with the organizations, but with the people yes. in those organizations that are saying, "We get so much help from Gospel Chapel and what they're doing and how they're coming. They're 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 taking the lead on this, and we'll partner with them and all sorts of stuff." Um, that was one of the things when when I got here in 2018, and we had the flood. And the food bank was downtown, and the first thing that that uh, that that the food bank thought of when they went, we have to get all of our stuff out of here. Was let's call Gospel Chapel. This is what they do, and bam, our gymnasium got turned into the food bank for a couple months. Um, <laughs> is is what it is. A crisis response is good, but it's because we had those relationships already connected. And, and as we're building these relationships with all these different organizations, deepening in those relationships, uh, we get a chance to speak into people's lives through that. And so, yeah. so this is how it kind of serves our mission as a church too, just to bless our community, bless our region uh, through just living out the gospel and meeting practical needs. 
Well, thank you, Tammy, for giving us that that rundown. There, uh, anytime you want to come by, uh, nine o'clock to noon, um, at our kitchen here uh, at Gospel Chapel, see what's going on, and see where you want to get involved. You can contact Tammy. Uh, we'll put some uh, contact information in the description uh, below here, and any uh, any website stuff. There was one that you mentioned earlier that I'll get. It's escaping my brain right now, but I thought about it when you mentioned it. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll uh, put some links and contact information. Uh, but yeah, just drop by and uh, thanks so much for sharing with us how this ministry's going. You're welcome. Thank Been you. Great. All right. See you later.